Hi, welcome to the Theta Gang Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGang.com. I'm your host, Junie, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I stock positions in Visa. Thanks. Okay, uh, kicking off the weekly play section, uh, we're just now hopping back into uh, earnings season again. After close on Monday, you have Logitech and IBM. Before open on Tuesday, Coca-Cola and Lockheed. Uh, after the bell on Tuesday, you have Snapchat and Texas Instruments, as well as iRobot and TD Ameritrade. Uh, before open on Wednesday, nothing too notable there. After close on Wednesday, however, you have Tesla, Microsoft, Chipotle, uh, and Netgear. Uh, before open on Thursday, you have Twitter and Southwest, uh, and then after close on Thursday, you have Intel and Discover, as well as E-Trade and Skechers, um, and before open on Friday, you have American Express and Verizon. I just want to go ahead and remind everybody that uh, earnings are, in fact, dangerous. I know I say that often, but today's episode is based on that, so I'll go ahead and explain more in depth on why earnings are dangerous um, just a little bit later, but in case you have to tune out, just know that earnings are dangerous. <laughs> okay, uh, and to top off the weekly play section, just a little bit of my own specific trades. Um, I want to give a little bit of anecdotal uh, experience or share my anecdotal experience uh, once more about um, trades starting off red, uh, but eventually closing green. For example, if you go to www.thetagang.com juni, where all my trades are shown, um, I had a Gap position open, a Gap as in like the clothing company. Uh, I'm going to save my DD and all that for later, but just uh, I just wanted to, you know, hammer the nail on the head and just say that most of my positions start off red. Um, I was red on that position probably for 13 straight days, and all it takes is a 10% move on one of the last days of it um, uh, before it's about to expire. Uh, for uh, me to exit with a plus 50% uh, profit trigger. So, you know, as you enter these positions and you always say, yeah, Juni talks about max loss all the time. Oh, it's so annoying. You know, he doesn't talk about anything else. Um, most people, if they were in the same gap position, you know, sold three naked, uh, th- sold three naked puts, collecting premium or wh- whatever, have, whatever you want, um, most people, when they start losing on position, they start thinking, oh, should I exit this position now? This is not me saying that you should never exit your position because I believe that you should always have an exit price in mind on an upside or a downside. But if you're an option seller like I am, it's much more important that you stick to the plan, whatever the plan is, because um, the numbers work out for you in the end. Uh, I know it's a little uh, dry to just keep on comparing option selling to the house but really it's true um if you just stick with your guns and know uh, stick to your guns and know that you are okay with assignment for example with the short naked puts for gap uh, that i sold uh, at the 1250 strike price i was down to pick up gap at 1250 if it dropped down to 10 bucks i'm okay with uh buying it for 1250 right 
um, it's a it's, it would be a loss of 250 bucks if Gap did go down to $10 or because I bought three it'd be nearly 750 bucks but that is within my risk tolerance I don't care about 750 bucks I care about $75,000 <laughs> right so everyone has a different risk tolerance um, if you truly accept your max loss if, for example if you do short naked puts max loss is assignment Sure, max loss can be also be deemed as your stock that you get assigned going to zero, but I don't like thinking about it that way because the chances of that happening, pretty low, can still happen. It's it's still in the back of my head somewhere, but the main max loss I worry about with short naked puts is assignment. No matter what price uh, the stock is going towards, I need to be okay with it being assigned at my strike price. Um, this is just a warning for option buyers because I know a lot of you guys and girls buy options instead of selling them just because buying is a little bit easier. Uh, the math is easier to do. It's just a lot less scary when you uh, you know don't have to worry about that undefined or infinite risk um, number where, wherever you see it. Every broker shows it differently. But just as a warning, you know, when I sold this gap option for you know 13 days, it was red. That means the 13 days, that option buyer, whoever bought the option that I wrote was green, right? And you can imagine that near expiration, it's pretty green, has a lot of intrinsic value. Um, the, the short naked put that I wrote to them. And on the la one of the last two days, Gap shoots up 10% and then now they're mad. Now they think Gap is rigged, right? They think, oh, you know, oh, why did Gap rise 10% right before this? Is this Max Payne? Is this is this uh, is this the market manipulators? Is this the whales? It's not. It's it's you you done goofed, right? Like you you should have exited that option while you were so ahead, but because you didn't, you got got. And I can't explain to you why you got got, uh, besides you not being responsible and trading with the plan. If you traded with the plan, you could have probably gone out with. 30% profit, like I mentioned before, when you buy options, your trigger percentage is 30%. That's a good one to start with. Uh, you, you, they could have definitely gone out with 30%. I know that for a fact. 50% um, probably, 70%, I don't, I, don't, I don't know about that. But uh, gap, pretty, pretty good example of why you should trade with the plan. Um, during the last two days, it's spiking 10%, and then me exiting for a profit and the option buyer losing, that should just be a tall tale sign that like you need to trade with a plan. Plan your triggers, plan your exits, plan your entries. It's a lot to do, and I understand a lot of you listening right now are nodding your head like, yeah, Junie, that's, that's super smart. Yeah, yeah, you're so smart. Uh, I'm going to do that too, yeah. But it's not that. You got to do it. You gotta do it. It's not enough to nod your head or like a tweet uh, for you to trade safer, for you to trade better. You gotta actually do it. And until you do it, you're just gonna keep losing money. It's it's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow, but you're gonna keep losing money unless you start trading with a plan. Because it's easy to trade when the whole entire market goes up, but it's incredibly more complex when the market goes down. You have to really know your own style of trading and not be phased by uh, anybody else, right? So uh, let that be a lesson. You know, triggers are really important and assuming max loss is, more, uh, is even more important than that. Uh, so I hope that 
gives you guys and the girls a little bit more confidence for trading this week. Okay, uh, no new website updates for this week. I'm just going to plug my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash realthetagang. Uh, I'm going to be answering questions on live stream. I'll be looking over trades. Maybe I'll develop while you guys watch or you guys and girls watch. Uh, maybe we'll go on Wall Street Bets together. I don't know. Uh, all I know is it's going to be really fun, uh, and you guys and girls are going to be able to uh, have some like real time communication with me which i think would be really dope so uh just stay tuned for that that'll probably be happening within the next two or three weeks um just ironing out some details and making sure that um you know everything's pretty much organized and i have a show schedule to report on the first episode so uh stick around <laughs> Okay, uh, today's episode is based on earnings. Uh, I mean, let's just talk about it. Um, earnings are dangerous. Earnings are when a company reports their quarterly like uh, business numbers, like how many units they've sold, if they're uh, retail, or maybe like how many memberships they uh, they've sold. Like maybe if you're like Snapchat, or like how many users you have actively daily. Um, that's every company has their own metrics and every company reports those on their earnings call. Um, notably with a earnings report uh, following a, or uh, a earnings call following an earnings report. The report usually comes first. I, I don't think I've ever seen uh, or heard a earnings call happen first and the report coming out after. Um, unless if it's like a slide deck, like I know Snap does often. Uh, I think AMD also does a, a slide deck too at the same time. but. More or less, uh, earnings day is just when the CEO or you know the board talks about their previous results, and uh, options, uh, of course, can be bought any any week, uh, to almost every any day, um, and traders try to bet the movement of where the you know people that buy stocks where they think the price will go after the earnings call. You know, ideally. Uh, if you think Snapchat will have more sub subscription numbers, you're going to bet that like, wow, you know what? More users means more ad money, uh, and more ad money means you can scale the business more, and bigger business means more money. It's easy to think like that and just want to buy calls on Snap. Um, you know, you're going to see people all over the internet share graphs that they've made or numbers that they might have scoured on Google that have no sources. Um, or might they might be talking about things that they don't even know. I've seen just random people talk about server load costs and all this stuff, and they don't work at Snapchat, or at least I don't think so, and if they did, it, I don't know the legalities of that. So I just always side on the fact that you know they don't work there or they're just some stranger just trying to show off some knowledge. Um, Got to be careful with who you listen to. So just going back to that, you know, trader that wants to buy calls on a suspicion of a bullish earnings call. 
Snapchat can have all the best numbers in the world. AMD can have the best you know, sale numbers in the world. Uh, their production could still be going on in Taiwan. Uh, you know, all of these bullish things that you, you can think of, they can happen. Earnings call, amazing. Units sold, all-time high. Uh, sales numbers, all-time high. Daily active users, all-time high. The business is growing more than ever. And then earnings times comes, you have your calls ready, and then boom, negative 10%. And then you go, what? Wait, how does this make any sense? This is only good news right this is only good news why did my calls lose money this doesn't make sense i'm a new options player i bought these calls uh thinking that snapchat or amd are going to go up um and you know earnings call comes good news only good news and then boom negative 10 percent why so the honest answer is no one knows people can say Market manipulation, the whales, profit taking, or if you're one of the people that are on other social media websites, you'll come up with a paragraph or two about why this specific metric is the reason why they went down. Like you have a degree or like you have some certification when really you just learned the same things on that I did on Google, right? Like it, you really have to be careful who you follow, who you listen to, because you pick up these habits. Um, from other people that you either respect or that you learn from, right? You you don't instantly start learning about stocks, something bad happens, and then you blame it on some like really abstract um, like unit of measurement. I, I don't know, like EBITDA or something. Like you don't you don't just go in, lose on a position, and say, oh, it was EBITDA. Like they had just bad margins or something or bad bad income. Um, you learn that behavior from other people. Um, maybe someone else lost too and you empathize with them and um, you, they tell you the reason why it happened and you, you feel like, okay, you know what? It, we don't suck. Me and the other person that we just uh, communicated, we don't suck. It's that unit of measurement. Mm-hmm, that's it. That's not, right? So um, be really careful um, of who you listen to and how you justify your losses. Uh, earnings are incredibly dangerous because... Um, big movements in price are expected, but you don't know which way it's going to go. Um, I've mentioned before in previous podcasts, I don't like playing earnings. I used to. You can go to my profile at slash Juni, and you can just look through my plays, and then you'll see uh, like a few earnings ones. I know I've done one on iRobot before. They report on Tuesday, uh, and I got I got wrecked. Um, even while I was doing Theta Gang trades, I did a I did a Iron Condor iRobot that that was during the tariff times. They did not do well during the tariff times, um, and the stock plummeted. It went below my bottom wing on the um, Iron Condor. So, and that of course had a max loss. I took it. It sucked, but I was ready for it. So always assume max loss. Just want to throw that in there. Um, even with trades like an iron condor, oh, you know what? There's a lot of bullish news right now for all these companies. Um, but you know, with the market being so you know jittery or like all these bad things happening in the world, it can't, it won't go up much, but it won't go down much either. So uh, I'm gonna buy iron condor uh, because theta gain. Uh, I think iron condors are decent. I don't think they're like. 
the bread and butter of uh, Theta Gang. Um, they're definitely they're definitely talked about too much in a good light. I think Iron Condors are not that great. Um, and to just give a little bit of context on why I don't think short or Iron Condors are good in general is I don't like betting that the stock won't go higher than X amount. Um, you know, Iron Condor is a put credit spread and call credit spread together. Um, but if I were to pick or pick and choose, I'd rather just open the put credit spread. I'd rather have the stock either go down a little bit flat or up all it wants uh, than to, you know, have that same bet, but um, have, have it not go too low or too high. Um, too low, never really a problem for me because I only sell short naked puts. Uh, I don't do put credit spreads much anymore. Um, but in terms of like, you know, this this market right now, we're in a V-shaped recovery. We don't know if we're at the end of the V-shaped recovery or not. Um, but, you know, it's, it's dangerous to start calling tops. Uh, calling bottoms is okay because all you can do when you call a bottom is really just buy stock. And that's usually like not a bad idea. Um, but calling a top is incredibly dangerous. You will get your feelings hurt. You'll get your portfolio wiped if you don't control your ego uh, when you know the market is going up. Uh, it's very dangerous. So just putting that out there, short iron condors, they're not that sick. Um, just do a put credit spread. It's less, less stress. Um, and But who knows? Maybe short iron condors are working for you. Uh, they've worked for me in the past, uh, but I've just really been on a hot streak uh, with uh, short naked puts or put credit spreads uh, at my profile at datagang.com slash Junie. Like, again, uh, you might say, oh, uh, my short iron condors have been working for a long time, but if you don't have it logged, I don't know if I could trust you, right? Like, you need to be able to uh, back up whatever you say to anyone on the internet. I, if it destroys me, thinking that people share ideas on the discussion thread and trade ideas, um, but no one has proof to back anything up. They just say, oh, you know, I've been selling puts on Tesla and got the five grand for these last like three weeks. Um, I don't know if that's true. Maybe you did sell puts and maybe you did get two or three grand, but not five grand. And it's like, what, where are you fibbing these numbers? Where are you, you know, changing these numbers up a little bit? You have no proof of your history. That's what Theta Gang is trying to help solve. And uh, yeah, short iron condors, if you they work for you, it works for you. Um, I just rather do put credit spreads or short naked puts. But going a little bit beyond uh, just uh, trade preference or trade style preference, going back to earnings, um, you know, options during earnings are a lot more expensive. Um, I've mentioned on previous episodes that uh, during earnings seasons, um, option prices go up because a more, the more volatile a stock is, the, the more it costs to purchase an option. Because if the stock is expected to go down or up 5% because it's very volatile, like Tesla, you're going to have to pay a premium to the option seller. That can be me or that can be someone else on this planet remember when you sell or buy options you're literally buying it from someone or some institution so when someone sells you a put because you think tesla's gonna go down you're going to have to pay that person a little bit more because 
that person also knows it can go all the way down and they want to be paid for that risk and so that's called volatility premium um, when you pay a lot for volatility premium for example if you need um, if Tesla's trading at 1500 and if you think uh, you know Tesla will go down to 1000 uh, if you pay you know a thousand dollars for that Tesla put your break even is now 990 right you need Tesla to go down to 990 or more that is very very dangerous right like imagine paying a thousand dollars for a movement like that that's not even guaranteed you need to be right with the direction for example Tesla needs to go down but you need to be right about the magnitude it needs to go down um, past 990 because you paid a thousand dollars for that contract you want the thousand dollars back and then more correct so that's how you, that's how you should think about break even uh, when you pay more for an option your break even is worse meaning you have to have it move a lot more so my question to you guys and girls is like why why put yourself in that scenario why put yourself in in that corner or that hard space where you have to be a very very hard metric number you need it to go below 990 that seems like a very quick way to get mad right like you're going to get mad at tesla for not going down um or if you want to flip it uh you know maybe you buy the two thousand dollar tesla call and it doesn't go up to two thousand and then uh you start saying like oh tesla you know elon musk has been doing all this how come it's not going up that high uh, they're turning they're turning the corner in profitability and all, all this stuff like why why didn't it reach 2000 meanwhile tesla goes up maybe 300 bucks and you're still complaining because well you're still out all your money think about like if you bought the $2000 call for 1000 bucks the shareholders are doing really awesome because it went up $300 um, but now you're over here you lost $1000 because it didn't go above 2000 because you weren't correct about the magnitude you were correct about the movement you knew that you knew air quotes that tesla was gonna go up so you bought the call um but you didn't get the magnitude correct and now you're mad at everyone that made money now you're mad at you know me for triggering you on twitter after you've been warned about this a million times right it it, it takes a level of willpower to not play earnings because i understand they're fun and we're gonna get into fun just a little bit later but you have to make sure you're in the right mindset because you know if you're already a really good trader if you're really good if you log your trades you notice a good pattern you really get into the groove of you know what percentages you like what uh, profit triggers you like what styles of trades that you like what trade types you like once you get that nailed down uh, the necessity or the feeling of need to play earnings vanishes like you don't you t you just think to yourself like why do I need to mess this up why do I need to mess up my win streak uh, for you know a few more hundred dollars in premium when I'm on this hot streak because you lose one time during earnings now you gotta do all your regular trades like maybe ten times more uh, to just break even from that right like why put yourself at a risk to have to start over again you worked really hard you studied pretty hard to get to this moment where you know you're enjoying you know trading stocks and earnings season comes out of nowhere and then you're thinking maybe i'll buy a few calls on ebay you know maybe you know they do they've been doing pretty well or maybe i'll buy some puts on some semiconductors uh i don't know uh i don't understand why you wouldn't just keep doing what you're doing if you're already really good and the only possible reason 
I could think of you doing it uh, if you're already really good is for fun. So I mentioned this just a little bit while ago. If you're doing this for fun, that is great. I think you should always be able to do whatever you want as long as you're having fun and if, as long as it's legal and within those terms. Um, but as long as it's fun, play earnings if it's fun. If you notice that like you are losing sleep or you it's affecting your life at all, like if you have to change up your diet because you uh, messed up on an earnings call, that's not healthy, right? You should always be able to afford whatever you want to eat and all this other stuff first um, before you play earnings. If you say like, I'm going all in with you know my life savings on earnings because this is a surefire hit, you are asking for it. You probably deserve to lose, so you lose now with this money you have right now before you get more money and lose that later. Um, that's just one very negative positive way to uh, think about it if you lose while you're young sure you lost while you're young and you'll be fine later you'll always be fine uh you know this is just a small dedication to alex kearns you'll always be fine no matter what money is not everything but it is important to protect your money you work hard for your money it's easy to think you just collect a paycheck and you just put in the market yolo whatever maybe it changes your life maybe it doesn't it's fun to you great but if you're really trying to save up for retirement, if you're trying to buy a house, if you're doing all of these things that you really, really want later, you gotta start doing it now. Uh, it's never too late. Uh, I didn't really start taking trading at, like super seriously until maybe like four years ago, uh, which to some of you seems like an eternity, but it doesn't feel like it to me, uh, just because I'm always learning. Um, but I've been doing this for maybe like eight or nine years. My first two or three, I could barely say that I was a trader, though <laughs> I did. Uh, I did say I was a trader back then, but <laughs> that that ego is gone. <laughs> um, you you gotta be real with yourself. If you if you want to play earnings, just make sure it's fun. Make sure your you know your eggs are in your basket or in the right place. Your ducks are in order. <laughs> I don't know. Make sure that everything is okay before you start trading earnings. Make sure you have food on the table. Make sure you can pay your rent. Make sure um, you know you have a system in place that already works for you because, again, you could use that money you're playing for earnings right now to maybe save up for that $25,000 you want to use to day trade. Or maybe you want to use the... Um, uh, the money for earnings to play bigger or wider spreads on your put credit spreads you know like there's a lot of cool things you could do with that money you could buy magic cards with that money you can buy you could buy really cool things with that money but if you want to leave it up to chance if you want to put it up to a coin flip play earnings just don't be mad when you get got because like i've mentioned to you guys and girls in this in this episode i've gotten got on earnings uh for irobot iRobot, like I don't even really pay attention to that company. I thought Short Iron Condor is pretty cool. It's a lot of volatility premium on iRobot. And, uh, you know, I didn't think it was going to move negative 20% or whatever that number was. Um, and I got got. I think I lost 1000 or $2,000 on that trade. Um, and it hurt. And um, from that moment on, I made my earnings play smaller and smaller. Uh, and that eventually stopped because I just noticed man, I'm doing really good on all these other trades I'm doing not during earnings season, so why am I going to mess it up? Uh, I have my trading style in place. I'm real. <laughs> um, so I just decide to not play earnings. I'd rather either trigger people 
or just watch other people lose or make money. When people, other people make money off earnings, I'm not bitter. I, I'm, I'm genuinely happy that that worked. I hope that they spend those money on the right things, save some for Uncle Sam, um, and just, you know, maybe take it easy on the next earnings or something. Like, just, I'm happy about when people make money. I'm, you know, not happy when people lose money. But if people lose money and get mad at irrational things because they believe their market is irrational, then I think that's kind of funny um, because you did it to yourself. Uh, no one, you're an adult now. No one, no one's like telling you what to do. You did it. There's all this risk involved, and you know it, it really is your fault for playing earnings. You got to be really, really careful um, when it comes to that stuff. Maybe you don't know any better. Maybe you found this podcast too late. Um, but now you know. If you're listening now, you owe it to yourself to just think one more time before you play earnings. Um, you know, you are a really smart person. You you work hard for your money. You you're trying. You're you're listening to this podcast. If you're listening right now. I know you're trying. And later this week, when everything starts rolling out for earnings. Maybe maybe if you are a hard player of earnings, like you play every earnings, maybe make some plays smaller this year. Maybe maybe sit out on this earnings and maybe play less on the next one. You know, like there's many different ways you can start um, stopping this habit uh, that you do playing earnings. It's just up to you on how you want to do it and when you want to do it. Maybe you want to do this next time or whatever, but. It's up to you. You're an adult. You can make your choices yourself. Just understand that no matter what, earnings calls can report the best news, but the stock can still go down. The the stock can report the worst news, and the stock can go up. No one knows why, because there are so many people in the market. Whatever movement happens, it's because some people are scared. Some people are overconfident. Some, Some people take the money out. Some people keep the money in. No one knows, and you should never pretend to know. It's okay to say, I don't know. So just think on that, and um, I think that's it. I think I mentioned everything I wanted uh, during for earnings. Um, oh, just actually one quick thing. Um, just for example, uh, I, I think I mentioned this on previous episodes too, but if you are playing earnings, uh, you need to make sure that you keep your sector in check. Like, for example, if you... Are trading if you plan on playing Nvidia for earnings, um, you typically would want to wait until after this Tuesday because Texas Instruments is a semiconductor company and they report first, right? So you need to make sure that Texas Instruments does well, and that generally means that uh, Nvidia will do well, and then AMD will do well, Intel will do well. So if you, you know, decide to buy your earnings play today for earnings play next week. And you know, for example, maybe Nvidia reports later next week, um, and Texture Instruments reports on Tuesday. On Tuesday, uh, you're gonna notice your Nvidia call uh, went down if uh, Texture Instruments went down um, because they're in the same sector. Um, typically, when one company in a sector does really well, uh, it'll raise other companies in that same sector up, and vice versa. If, if the company does really bad in that sector, it might bring the other stocks down. So just keep an eye on that for Texas Instruments this week, um, and you'll notice like a small shift in price for Nvidia, AMD, and Intel uh, after they report. So this goes with retail. You know, Walmart, Target, um, 
Coles. Um, they report like uh, around the same area, but generally the first one affects the other ones. Uh, like Lowe's and Home Depot, one reports before the other, uh, that will affect the other's price. Um, you gotta be aware of this. Some uh, someone on Twitter asked me like, do you actually keep track of all this? Like, do you do you um, uh, do you keep track of all the sectors during earnings? I personally don't because I don't play earnings. Uh, but back when I did, uh, I I did in fact make sure that I waited for Texas Instruments to um, report first before buying any sort of Nvidia or AMD or Intel. Uh, whether if I did short naked puts or if I even played earnings, I just make sure that before opening any positions on semiconductors, if it was during earnings season, that Texas Instruments uh, would report first, then I'd open. Oh, that felt like a tongue twister. Um, so yeah, companies in the same sector drag up and down depending on the first report, um, and you have to be wary of that. You need to do your research if you do decide to play earnings because, it's, again, you work really hard for it. It's a lot of money, so you better spend the 10 minutes of research just to look up the dates and see uh, who reports first and how it can, it can affect you. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it. Thank you guys and girls for listening. Um, about to go into the outro and I'll catch you to catch everybody next week. want to give a quick extended shout out to lifesaver shock doc france mike d slow motion nick fires mikos john rico gains goblin hunter joe mr crypto trading snow lane mitch brady theta boy craig thomas good job wilson dan j uh hetty nils bk trade baked potato dm candor josh Olap, bruce kate Anthony 511, Deep Gift, Meno Dum Dum, Ground Town, Ground, Ground Town, Ground Pound 95, Leo Jetson, Make More 2, Just Send It, Bad Trader, Chicken Dinner, Cowbunga Dudes, Dissenter, Saltwater, Kirillot, Scarator, Cheddar, Cappuccino, Matthew Hans, Laser Service, The Jester, IR Guy, Krispy Kreme Boy, Hermes, Kaput, Omar Little, Weenie Hut Jr., Chucker Ben, Dilly, Expert Bruno, Restier, Walco, Estracto, Russian Bot, Shifty, Itchy Crouton, Web Jam, Wingled, and Wingle, TMG, Yoko, Insist, The Messiah, JJ, and Beast Mode. If you want to help support the podcast and website, you can sign up on patreon.com slash thetagang, or you can use the thetagang referral code for Tastyworks at thetagang, all caps, one word. Um, uh, you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash realthetagang. Uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of cool stuff, as mentioned previously on the episode. Um, I'm just super pumped. I feel like uh, it's something that I've just always wanted to do, um, and it's more or less just some like a real way for me to communicate and show you guys and girls that I actually know um, like what I'm doing, like that I'm not just googling everything or that I'm not just reading off of some script that like I got off of Google, right? Like I want to take that time to really engage with you guys and girls and like give you confidence that like there's a normal trader out there that has a system that sticks with it. Uh, I'm not some guru. Uh, I'm I'm totally like I'm really pumped to just like get asked a question and say 
I don't know. Let's look it up together. Like, I feel like that'd be really cool. Um, there's lots of cool, genuine moments. And like I've mentioned last episode, if you are feeling lonely, feeling sad, and you don't know anything about options, like, just come out and chill. Like, I, I actually don't know why you'd be listening this far if you didn't know anything about options, but who knows? Um, it's going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be very positive. I'm going to have, like, heavy moderation on it because uh, I know FinTwit needs to change. It's going to start with us. Um, and we're gonna make it a cool place um, but as for the rest of the episode um, just a little more tired than usual so I'm gonna go ahead and call this episode short uh, shout out to the 1% gang um, and I will catch everybody next week thank you so much for listening bye <laughs>